Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Shane Eisterhold, and I'd like to welcome my co-host, Nick Irwin, Patrick Smith, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastesdifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? We throw the popcorn at the TV during the 2020 Game Awards. Today we are going to discuss the 2020 Game Awards. The uh, I don't even know how to describe it because it was a real uh, bag of uh, tricks because there were so many things in there that were right and wrong. There was a lot of surprises. There was uh, things that are you really kidding me moments. But before we begin, I just want to say happy birthday to Patrick Smith over there. I didn't get to tell him the other day when it's actual birthday, so happy birthday. Mm. And for your birthday, I am going to throw it over to you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. So what we'll do is the way we'll do this is we'll kind of start with the winners and then we'll kind of talk about the premieres and stuff like that and then maybe our thoughts overall. But I'll kind of breeze through some of these categories and then we'll kind of stop on some of the ones and get our takes amongst the group. Um, none of us are real big esports fans. So the esports stuff, I'll just kind of, like I said, breeze through. If somebody wants to mention something, feel free to just kind of like interrupt me. All right, guys. All right. All right. good. So let's talk about who won best esports team. It was a league of legends team called G2 esports. So those guys won best esports team. Uh, best esports host was shocks. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name. Uh, cause I will butcher it. Um, so, and then best esports game was League of Legends. Um, I guess that one's still very popular. Um, uh, I don't watch a lot of esports, but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that it beat out like Modern Warfare and maybe even Fortnite for that matter. Uh, anybody got any thoughts on that one before we move on? Uh, yeah, honestly, I would agree with you. I'm surprised it wasn't one of the shooters like Overwatch or, you know, like I said, Fortnite because I mean, I don't hear much about League of Legends, but I hear all the time about those other games, Fortnite and Overwatch and so forth. So right. I was kind of surprised, too. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch wasn't one of the options. Right. But, no. Uh, no, Overwatch <laughs> was an option. Fortnite wasn't an option. No, it was Call no, of Duty Warfare, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, CS Counter Global Offensive, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. Those were the five uh, nominees for that category. Oh, yes. I'm looking at the wrong one. I apologize. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm I, I I'm not really that uh, surprised that League of Legends won. It, it it's you know it's got a big esports community and so, uh, yeah I would expect it to continue to be in the winner. I was kind of surprised at Fortnite or you know maybe even I, I don't know about Call of Duty but maybe even Counter Strike, uh, or even Valorant being that Valorant's so new, may have not have taken over those spots. But being that League of Legends is you know a game that's you know, been around for a long time and been an esports uh, game for a very long time. It's 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 not surprising that it won, right? No. Yeah, because if you look at a lot of the esports, most of the awards have gone to League of Legends. I mean, when you consider that the the esports best esports team was team, and then now we got the best esports game, and then. For the best esports event was a League of Legends event, the League of Legends World Championship 2020. So, I mean, there's three things in the esports category that was just League of Legends. And then the best esports coach was not a League of Legends coach. It was a CSGO coach, Danny Zonic Sor, Danny 
Zonic is his, his moniker, and then Sorensen. And then for the best esports athlete was a League of Legends player, and it was Shadowmaker. So, I mean, League of Legends got a lot of the esports categories there. So I, I guess it's still pretty popular. I mean, out of all the esports games that are current that are out there, the one I played the most of is probably League of Legends, and I, I Russ most definitely as well because I mean I used to play a lot, and he played a lot more ranked games and matches than I ever did. Yeah, but what's funny about that is that I love how they say esports athlete. I keep I kind of go back to that um, that, that movie uh, Benchwarmers athlete. I didn't know athlete had three syllables because that's all I want to <laughs> use when you talk about an esports athlete. Right, right, exactly. It's not like it's not like any of us are in that group, but most of the esports athletes are not like athletically, physically athletic. I guess it's video game. I guess you gotta have some strong mind. Mental athletic. There. there you go. Yeah. Mental yes, athletic. Yes. Yes. But uh, yeah. it also oh, yeah. looks like I'm it's, benching it's, 380 on my mentals. It also looks like his moniker is Showmaker. I think you said Shadowmaker. So. I did say Shadowmaker. Yeah, it was Showmaker. He he Sue, which is Showmaker for him. So yeah, I did say that. Yeah, um, that game is extremely popular in Asian countries, especially Korea. Huge in Korea. All right, yep. So, you know, esports, you know, not a whole lot of us are big into the esports stuff anymore. At least, I mean, we play them, but we don't, I'm not a big fan of watching them myself. So, cool. So, we'll move into some of the other categories now. So, we got best debut game was Phasmagoria. And out of the titles that were in there, I think a lot of us can kind of agree. The four of us have played quite a bit of Phasmagoria. I said Phasmagoria. Gosh, Phasmophobia. <laughs> I'm thinking of a 1990s like, video game, that Phasmagoria. Yes, you, <laughs> you guys remember Phasmagoria? I do, yeah. Yes, that I do. A, it was a point-and-click so, adventure, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So yeah. Phasmophobia. The four of us played a lot of Phasmophobia. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what that studio has in the works. Uh, scary games are usually not up my alley, but you know we all thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, being, I think it's because uh, we did nothing but laugh at each other. Right. And being the best debut game, um, I, I, you know, when this came up, I, Phasmophobia was, I could definitely, you know, that's the one I picked as far as thinking that it would win because it soared up there in the charts on Steam and, you know, especially around the Halloween and in uh, October, it was the most streamed game. And so, yeah, I mean, out of all these games, you know, Carry On was a really great game, but I don't think it yes. kind of got the reception that, it, that I think it should have, or maybe it did, but it didn't seem like it. You know, Mortal Shell is a great game. It's one we reviewed. I think it's, an, uh, it's a fun game, but again, it's not one of those ones that was really just kind of talked about for weeks on end. It was kind of talked about for that time it came out, and then it kind of died off. Yep. Um, Ra- Raja? Raj? Raj, uh, yeah. I've never heard of that game. And uh, Roki, I've never heard of that one either. So Roki, I got that on my TV. <laughs> oh, it's Roku. <laughs> That's a Roku. Roku. <laughs> uh, Phasmophobia, though, in my opinion, out of that list, is probably the one that's the most unique. Um, every uh, all the other ones have kind of similar have kind of been done already. You know, Mortal Shell is a uh, you know is, Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls, yeah. Right. And Carry On is you know we've done games like that. But I'll, I'll give Carry On credit. It was definitely a little more unique just because you were the monster this time. And that was pretty but cool. Right. Right. You eat, you and, grow. and it was, it was, right. good. And it was fun, though. It was a fun game. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely one of, like I said, it was, in my opinion, one of the more unique games in the title group. So it was an easy winner for me as well. The next category they had was Content Creator of the Year. I will admit I'm not a huge – I don't follow a whole lot of content creators on YouTube. Uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie won. Um, I guess she's pretty popular. 
but I don't watch a whole lot. Of, I don't watch a whole lot of video game, like people playing games. I'd rather play them myself. So Valkyrie one. You know, from the list, it's kind of funny because from the list, the only person I know is Alana Pierce. Alana Pierce. The rest yeah. of them, that's just from IGN. No that's the only reason. Right. Yeah, sure. it's exactly IGN. from that. It's from IGN. The rest of them, I have Valkyrie, you know, good for her, but I've never heard of her. Never even seen her content. No. Right. So, I mean, probably good content. Obviously, you get a lot of viewers to get on this list. They all probably make pretty good content. Might be worth checking out any of them. Um, if you're yeah, definitely. Stuff to sure. Check out on YouTube. So, best multiplayer game. Uh, I was, I wasn't that surprised out of the list, but the winner was Among Us. I think the four of us keep talking about we should all play together. It's just getting in there a time when we're all free. I mean, it beat out. I, I don't really consider like Animal Crossing New Horizons that big of a multiplayer game. Most people play by themselves, but I guess they invite people to their islands, but I could see it beating out Warzone and, and Valorant, but Fall Guys was kind of interesting to me because Fall Guys is hugely popular. Yes. Yes, it is. There's so much... Uh, uh, people so much have created so much content around that game that it's uh, it's really surprising. And honestly, like I when we were watching the awards, I didn't even realize Animal Crossing had multiplayer. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, it does have a multiplayer component. I, I was really surprised. You know, really, um, like you guys said, Among Us and Fall Guys were the two that I would suspect to be the winners. One of the two. I was kind of surprised that Fall Guy wasn't, but Among Us has played a ton, especially online, yeah. especially with streamers and YouTubers and stuff. I mean, it's always played. So is Fall Guys too, though. So, you know, I bet mm-hmm. you the, the voting for that was probably pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among Us is like the flavor of the month right now. I see so many videos on it and so many people doing different things on it. So, I mean, we we will probably eventually at some point get in with a big group of people and play it, uh, friends and other stuff like that. So that one. Okay, I could I can see that one out of that group. Um, I, you know, I would like to say something. I'd like to add some. You know, I want to say congratulations to that studio. I mean, we, we were we were watching. We saw them get a little emotional. But, like, to have a, a, a kind of an indie studio kind of come out of nowhere and make those games that, that everybody seems to play, I kind of enjoy that a little bit. Do I know anything about Among Us? No, I know very little uh, just because it's, you know, I'll wait till we all play it and stuff like that. But... You know, Inner Sloth, I mean, congratulations to them. What they've just, you know, it's just really fun to see these kind of stories come through on occasion. Absolutely. I agree with you, Russ, because, I mean, think about that little studio beat out Nintendo, they beat out EA, and uh, I can't remember who it was. And Riot Games. Riot Games. Riot Games, yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. I, I like to see, I like to see those little, those little companies get their dues for working hard and, you know, and really pulling out something that's uh, apparently, you know, really good. Yeah, and some of the funnest games we've played have been independent games. You uh-huh. know. Well, yeah, I mean, when you consider the Phasmophobia one, one guy. Right. Yeah, one guy. Yeah. And, you know, that game's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun playing it. And, you know, I think we'll probably end up playing it again, especially if they shoot out more updates for it and add more stuff to it and come back to it and kind of fix some of the bugs they had in there. Yeah. Right. Yep. So then the next category was best sports and racing. And this one surprised me a little bit. Uh, I'm not a big sports or racing fan guy, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 beat out Dirt 5, uh, F1 2020, FIFA 21, and NBA 2K 21. So that one surprised me a little bit. I was not expecting yeah, that. Uh, definitely considering it's a, it's a remake. Right. Uh, and it's not a remaster. It's a remake. This game is it's fantastic. 
It's I beautiful. was really surprised, though, that it beat out, especially Dirt 5 and FIFA 21. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, those I'm surprised games are it beat FIFA. huge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. FIFA yeah. is huge. Out of all these categories, the FIFA one was the one, because that game, when it came out, it's all people talked about. It's all people played and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. well, and we're looking at a world audience with a FIFA a soccer game right. versus the other. I'm sure there's a lot of, of people around the world that are playing that game, but we as Americans don't understand how popular that game is in Europe and, and stuff like that. So, right. That's right. That's world's football. <laughs> right. right. And Dirt 5 is pretty fun. You know, me and Shane have Dirt 5, and it's a lot of fun. It's a really good arcade yeah. racing game. Um, I, I, you know, truly out of the list, though, I wouldn't expect a Dirt Five to win. I, I would, ex- and I wouldn't expect a Tony Hawk to win. We have Tony Hawk as well, and Tony Hawk's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, and it's you know kind of takes us back to his pe- our past when we used to play Tony Hawk One and Two back on the PlayStation. But I, I would have expected FIFA or NBA Two K Twenty One to win. Yep, agreed. So the best, the next category was best sim slash strategy. So best simulation strategy game, and that one kind of that one kind of surprised me as well because the winner was Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, uh, if yeah, the, I was I was surprised by that too because I don't really look at that as a sim or a strategy game. It's I mean it's it's flight simulator. I mean it's a simulation. It's a simulator. All right. <laughs> so uh, so it beat the, out Crusader Kings three and XCOM Chimera Squad. And I, I will admit I didn't play as much Chimera Squad as I did the rest of the XCOM series stuff, but I did play a little bit of it. Um it's it's kind of an interesting concept. Desperados three was okay. Um but it beat out Gears Tactics and, and Crusader Kings 3. I really thought Crusader Kings 3 would have won that one. It's really weird with the pairing that they put up here because all these games besides Fight Simulator are all strategy games. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, really. I mean, I mean Crusader Kings is a, is a dynasty simulator. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's more it's more strategy. Like, flight simulator is very little strategy. I mean, you're really just flying a plane. I mean, I guess yeah, it's, it's very little sim either. Being you're able just to land, looking it, at but, stuff. <laughs> I mean, getting off simulation. the ground is is you know. I mean, I played flight simulator and it's beautiful and it's 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 fun. It's fun to just be able to pick like a location of somewhere you've never been and because they use the satellite uh, landscaping to, to kind of get the accurate like you know landscaping of the world. So you can pick anywhere you want to, any like major airports and some of the smaller airports to fly out of. And so you get to see it, different parts of the world that you may have never seen before. And it's supposed to be, you know, close to, if not 100% accurate in most places. So that's really cool. But, I mean, taking off is not difficult. You know, landing's a little bit difficult. But, uh, you know, other, as far as strategy goes, it's really not much strategic stuff. I know, though, that game does have some... uh Oh, like little mini games that you can do and stuff. So maybe that's where the strategy part comes in. But I don't know. I just thought it was a really weird pairing. It's not, it's not like sim what? And not strategy. crashing. The, the category is best simulator or strategy. So it's not right. Like, I understand that, but I'm yeah. surprised it didn't have another simulator, right? Because that that's like the only simulator that, from looking at the yeah. category, the games, that's the only one I would say. Okay, that's definitely a simulator. Crusader Kings does have that simulation, but it also has a lot of strategy. Um, whereas Flight Simulator has basically no strategy. It's all just sim. So I'm yeah, surprised they didn't I, have some other sort of simulation. Probably not there. a whole lot else they can throw in there in that category. <laughs> probably not. That's Especially, true. I mean, because not... it is for 2020, so I don't know what else came out this year that would be that would fall into a simulation. Yeah. Okay. 
so let's move on to Best Family. This one was no surprise to me because it was pretty popular with my non-gaming friends and family, uh, and that was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, most people who did not play games played this <laughs> that were in my family. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I saw that one coming. I mean, it beat out Crash Bandicoot, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think there was a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think every one of us here probably owns that game. Russ, I mean, I think Bella owns that game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she owns it. She loves it. I mean, I keep thinking to myself, well, maybe I should just try it out just a little bit just to see what the what the gimmick is or the fun is. And it's, I mean, I I bet you I probably would get sucked into it as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a very family friendly game, so yeah, no surprise. It's easy stuff. I I mean, uh, Minecraft Dungeons was pretty good. We did try that a little bit. It wasn't too terrible. Um, but you know, animal crossing, anything is going to win pretty much everything. Cause that's got a huge following. Well, yeah. When you consider, like I said, when you consider non gamers play animal crossing, like my non gaming girlfriend plays animal crossing, <laughs> you know, that's how popular True. that game is. You yeah. Know? I have animal crossing. I love animal crossing and it, it's a, you know, for best family, it definitely fits there because anybody can play that game. It's so laid back. I mean, you're just on an island. You can do whatever you want on there, decorate it however you want. You find bugs and catch fish and find fossils. And, I mean, it's just a leisurely time. So, perfect. Yeah, I never could get into those. I mean, they're adorable and everything, but eh. Cool. So, let's move on to the best fighting. That was a no-brainer. Uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat 11 Ultimate. <laughs> I mean, it beat out. It beat out quite a few games, but I mean, it's the most popular, in my opinion, of the fighting games out there. I know plenty of people who played Mortal Kombat. I know less people who played, like, Grand Blue, One Punch Man, uh, and, and the other ones. So, you know, Street Fighter was probably, Street Fighter Five was pretty popular, but not as popular, in my opinion, as Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Street Fighter, you know, limiting it to the PlayStation was, uh, was not the smartest thing to do. Um, that really weakened its cells and everything. Because that game is not what it used to be. Mortal Kombat 11 has continued to evolve. Uh, Street Fighter never really has evolved much, so that's that's definitely why. It's just nostalgia. They, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, it kind of did in four, but yeah, five was more of the same. And I agree with you, Shane. Like just bringing it to PlayStation, I think was more of a detriment because yep. fighting games are universal, right? I mean, you can't be, you know, you can't be console specific with or uh, uh, platform specific with a, a fighting game um, because, you know, it's understandable if you have something like Last of Us or something like that that's that's going to be on the Sony side or, or Halo that's going to be on the Microsoft side. Mm -hmm. But something like a fighting game, you know, everybody wants to play that. Everybody wants to be a part of that. And if you just stick it to one console, you're going to have players that are just going to you know, not even they're just not going to care about it anymore. Yeah. Whereas Mortal Kombat is out on everything. Right. So even mobile phones where, you know, if that's where you want to play Mortal Kombat, you can and you can play it on the Xbox and PlayStation PC and everything. So, yeah, that's that's a no brainer on that one as far as the winner. Right. Right. So easy win there. Uh, best role playing game. I was torn between this one. I will honestly admit Final Fantasy seven remake one. I love Final Fantasy seven remake. Good game. But I think Yakuza like a dragon was better, in my opinion. <laughs> So. Uh, I can't, I, I don't think I can disagree with that. I really can't. Uh, the Final Fantasy, well, you guys, I mean, our very first podcast was 
Uh, I told you how I felt about the remake. It was Final Fan, you know, it was Filler Fantasy Seven. It was just a bunch of filler, but Yakuza was, got it. It's so fun. It's so good. It's so tight. It's so, I mean, you and Russ just, you know, destroyed it. Played through every bit of it. Uh, I don't have time to finish everything, but yeah, I, I would definitely agree. The Final Fantasy was not better than Yakuza. Yeah, it was a toss-up. I'm not disappointed that it won, but yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised with this one as well. I mean, kind of and kind of not. You know, Final Fantasy VII has a lot of nostalgia, but I mean, there's some, there's, all these games are good. You know, Genshin Impact, I've only played a little bit, but, you know, that that's very popular. Uh, Wasteland 3 was really good. I would probably stick it more in the strategy simulation category. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I was kind of torn between Final Fantasy Persona 5 and Yakuza. Those are three great RPGs. So really it just comes down to like any, any one of those three deserves to be the winner. I think personally, um, those are three great RPGs. And if you're a fan of RPGs, you should play all three of those and probably right. all five I, of them. I think Persona 5 is just because it was the Royal Edition. I mean, it wasn't like it was anything new. It was just a complete type game. So in my opinion, yeah. it shouldn't have probably not been in there. But I agree. Persona agree. 5 is an amazing game and love it. Well, I think there's so much new stuff to the Royal Edition. It's almost like a new game. I haven't played it yet. I've got it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But the way I understand it, it's there's so much content change and stuff to it that it's almost like a new game. Right. Yeah. And but Russ, if you're looking for about, a great RPG, any of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, any of them. And <laughs> Russ, I mean, out of those, how do you feel about Final Fantasy beating out Yakuza? Final Fantasy is a beautiful game. What they did with that was gorgeous. I mean, that gives it gave those people that played Seven, that loved Seven, that 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 were like dedicated Final Fantasy people. It gave them a, a reimagined version of that game, and that's wonderful. But when you go to something that is a full game, ready for complete release, the whole nine yards, Yakuza has to be the clear winner. Um, you know, Persona 5 had that time to kind of beef up and get to that royal version. Geisha Impact, that one is also a mobile game. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just, that never sways me. And then out, uh, Wasteland 3 was was solid. It was a very solid game. But I agree with uh, with Nick in saying that it feels like it's more of a strategy game than it was an actual role-playing game. So for that, that's the reason why, beyond the fact that I absolutely love Yakuza, and I'm actually, I feel dumb, but I'm going back and playing some of the old ones. I know the combat style is different, but I was like, this story for that was so fun. It was so far beyond a couple of games that we've played recently that that is what I want now from every game. Uh, between that one and Ghost, you know, those two games there, the storylines of these games are phenomenal, and I forgot how badly I missed that. All right, yeah, so cool. Mm. So we'll move on to a subject, uh, next title that we're all a little sore on, the best action-adventure game, uh, Last of Us 2 won. It beat out some very heavy hitters. It beat out the Fall of Jedi Fallen Order. It beat out Miles Morales. It beat out Ghost of Tsush- uh, Tsushima. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. In my opinion, the contenders for that one, and maybe Miles Morales, Miles Morales probably would have been a contender, in my opinion, if it would have been out earlier, um, but Ghost of Tsushima, in my opinion, was better. <laughs> but as far as the action-adventure side goes, 
I enjoyed every last minute of Ghost of Tsushima, and I felt it did lots of new things. Where it, where I felt like The Last of Us Two was just The Last of Us One. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of new stuff. So. Yeah, it's uh, if I was to you know organize that uh, that list, Last of Us Part Two would be pretty much at the bottom of the uh, out of all of those contenders. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was just easily the game of the year. In my opinion, I don't fathom how. Uh, this is action. How yeah, I know, but adventure. I mean, it's it's like the best game. I mean, it has everything. The action adventure. It's it did so many new things, interesting things. Uh, it's, it's such a great game. It's hard not to just gloat on this thing for an hour, but it's, yeah, it, it just it 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 definitely should have got more credit in in that category than Last of Us. I would agree. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, the action adventure portion should have been should have been Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't know where I'd put Last of Us Part Two. I mean, I did enjoy half of the game. Um, yeah. I, you know, even as much complaints I've had of the Fallen Order, I'd probably put Fallen Order ahead of that. And Ori and the Will of the mm-hmm. Wisps was just was just beautiful. So I don't know how where to put that game in this list. It's it's kind of an odd placement in this list if you ask me. What Ori and the yeah. Will of the Wisps is. Right. Yeah, it definitely feels. Uh, it feels more platformy. Like exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, I think of it as like you know in the category of action adventure, and uh, I would agree 100 percent with you guys where Ghost of Tsushima is my number one as far as action adventure, and I think of the effect of like did I have a good time throughout the entirety of the game through the action um, and the adventure portion of it, right. To going out and adventuring and, and the action that came along with it. Um, what game strikes me as having the best time and, and ghost of Tsushima is definitely number one. I, I would think for me personally, you know, I haven't played Spiral, Spider-Man Miles Morales and you know, it kind of, for Miles Morales, it kind of sucks that it's on this list. I understand it's on PS4, but I think a lot of people like us are waiting for the PS5 to play this. And since, you know, half of the people didn't get one. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard <laughs> to put that into a category and say, hey, what do you think of this game? Like, I don't know. We never get to play it. So You mean PS5 um, that doesn't exist yet? <laughs> yeah, that... that uh, it's the ghost. You know, it's the Loch Ness Monster of, uh, or Bigfoot <laughs> of consoles. I've um, seen images. I would put Ori and the Will of the Wisps as my number two, um, just as for the action-adventure part of it. It's a beautiful game, and I loved it from start to finish, the adventure, the action... The combat and the adventure going through the different mazes and various areas. Um, probably, you know, Jedi Order after that. And then maybe Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Assassin's Creed, yep. whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, Last of Us 2, Part 2, is definitely on the towards the bottom of my list for that. Well, I have to agree with pretty much everybody. I just sat here and listened because I knew that we're going to have some heavy opinions <laughs> already on this one. I mean... We've said it once. We said it a thousand times. Ghost is a fantastic game. I think in this, I think I like Nick's point a little bit more poignantly in the fact that like, which game out of these give you the best action adventure? Um, Valhalla has streaks of falling asleep. Morales, Morales, it's it's a game in which we don't know anything about because the PS5 doesn't exist. Or I, I mean, those games there, like you said, that doesn't really belong in the list. And then. Fallen Jedi Order was a great, solid game, but it, I still don't feel like, even as Star Wars fanatic as I am, it was on any level that Ghost wasn't. And then Last of Us, I mean, that, I mean, between the RP and stuff within it, 
I mean, I almost want to say that's a role-playing game, almost. But in any case, um, that's my opinion on it, and, and we won't harp about this subject too long. All right, yep. So, yeah, we'll move on, but, yeah, I I, I would say I enjoyed the other games on the list immensely more than, than Last of Us Part Two. I enjoyed 50% of Last of Us. <laughs> so let's move into Best Action Game. I will admit I did not play this title, uh, Hades won, uh, by Supergiant Games. I have not played it. Um, it beat out Doom Eternal, uh, Streets of Rage 4, Half-Life Alex, and Nio 2. Um, I, it probably beat out Half-Life Alex in my opinion, because Half-Life Alex is not, um, is not obtainable by a large portion of the gaming world because it's a VR game. So yeah. that's, I think that hurt them. In my and opinion. it's a high end VR game. It's an yeah. It's not one. like you could put it on like the low end quest or something. Right. You know? So, so I think that hurt that. Cause in my opinion, if Half-Life Alex probably would have came out on everything, it probably would have won. Um, but you know, in my opinion, it being on VR only game probably hurt it because out of the four of us, it is outside of the reach of the four of us, and we're all four avid gamers. Yep. Right. Out of all these, of all the games here, uh, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half Life Alex, Nio Two, and Street Three Four. That that's a that's a for best action. That's a hard one here. Um, I've played all these except for Alex. I like all of them, and I probably would love Alex as well, but I've never been able to play it. And like you <laughs> said, Patrick, it's almost unattainable, pretty much. So, um, Hades is a really fun game. I have it, and it's a blast to play. I love Doom Eternal. I love Nio 2, and I love Streets of Rage 4. So, this would be, like, really, personally, in my opinion, any of them could be best action, and I'd be fine with that. I think they're all probably, you know, except for, again, Half-Life Alex, I'm sure it is, but I haven't played it, but I'm sure they're all great action games, and really, any they all deserve to win uh, best action, really. So, yeah, what would you... What would you say Hades is most like a game that I made to play may have played? Um, it's like a and I did do a, a let's play on our YouTube channel for this. Okay. So if you want to see the game in action, you can go there to our YouTube channel. Uh, it tastes different on YouTube and watch me play it. Um, but it's it's like a roguelike adventure. Um, and you know those roguelikes typically are kind of thin, um, but this one's a lot of fun. It's very accessible. Um, it's not really, I didn't run into any bugs or anything. It's a lot of fun. Even though you're recycling through the same areas again, you get new powers and you can change up the powers and stuff like that. You run into different mythological gods and you can obtain whatever power you want from them. And you kind of build upon that depend. And then there's like, as you go through the different rooms, um, you can choose which door you want to go through, which will have a certain, whatever it is on the other side, either currency or some additional power or something like that. And you build your character as you go through these different floors of of Hades, basically, to get to Olympus is what you're trying to do. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's re- it works really well. It plays really well. The controls, everything, and like you know, Super Giant Games, who's done some of the uh, other games in the past, like uh, oh, what's that one? I can't think of the name of it, but uh, they've done a lot of other games in the past and uh, that have done pretty well. And uh, this is probably their best one to date. To date, um, it's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. I I've, I will you know kick it up occasionally and play through it and just have a blast playing it. So it, it is a really fun roguelike uh, dungeon crawler. Gotcha. Cool. 
So the next category is uh, innovation in, access in, innovation in accessibility, and I will admit that I don't know a whole lot about this category, so I can't really speak to any of the games that are on here, but the winner was Last of Us Part Two. It beat out Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, and Watch Dog Legions. I don't know a whole lot about the accessibility in gaming. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a reason to, to be honest, have to follow this. So I, I don't, don't really have their criteria for it. So it's basically it's software or hardware that is pushing is basically allowing features and technologies to help gamers that are uh, un, uh, disabled gamers, if you will, somebody who can yeah. play a game without the use of thumbs or without the use of hands or anything like that. So they basically accessibility means making sure that video games are accessible to a wide range of people, you know? So that's, that's what they're using this category. And I, and I don't, I don't honestly keep up tabs a whole lot with that. I mean, we all see the commercials and stuff like that, but you know, outside of that, I, I don't really follow these studios or these innovators that closely to see what tech they're putting out and what games they're developing for and stuff like that. Yeah. This, yeah. So for Last of Us 2, I would agree with this being the winner. Um, I don't really pay attention to that either, but I have looked into uh, just, you know, because people online talking about it and stuff. And, yeah, the Last of Us 2 is probably the most extensive list of accessibility options I've ever seen in the game. I mean, they have everything in there. So, you know, as far as a winner goes, that ma- makes perfect sense that Last of Us 2 would win this category because there's just a ton of options for accessibility uh, in this game. Um, I think even when this game came out, that was one thing that was kind of touted to um, for this game. So, yeah, there's just a ton of options for it. So uh, based on the other ones, you know, Microsoft and, you know, they have Grounded on there, which, you know, I don't know about they have some accessibility options and stuff, but I mean, more games are getting more accessible and that's great. You know, Microsoft came out with that uh, one controller that they have. The uh, I can't think of what uh, was. Yeah, the big one that has the giant button and the giant mm-hmm. D pad. Yeah. Yeah, and it has all Looks the ports. Looks like the, the Xbox Series S, but yeah. with two pads. Yeah, and it has all the ports on the back that you can hook up paddles and foot pads and, right. you know, all sorts of stuff for accessibility things. And that's great. You know, and the more they come up with the stuff, the more accessibility options that games uh, give players. That means that anybody, no matter what their, uh, you know, what accessibility they have um, can play. Which means more gamers, which is what we want. We want more people playing games. That's exactly (laughs) right. So, so the next category is best augmented reality uh, slash virtual reality. And the winner of that was half-life Alex. I really can't speak to anything in the list because I don't own any, any VR or AR system, and it beat out Dreams, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and Walking Dead's uh, Saints and Sinners. The next one was Best Community Support. Uh, that one was Fall Guys, the ultimate knockout. Um, I don't know about the community. I We had a podcast recently on toxic, toxicity in video gaming, and communities are where a lot of this is, so I stay away from them. So it beat out Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. So, I mean... I guess they have a pretty good community, is what it says. So, <laughs> best community support. I guess so. Uh, the best mobile game uh, was Among Us, which, you know, Among Us is big in VR. It beat out Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, uh, Legend of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. And then we have best indie. Um, and this is the one, this was Hades. Hades won this one. It beat out Fall Guys, Carrion, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. So pretty good. We talked about the indie developers. Glad to see some of these smaller indie developers getting recognized. 
We got best ongoing. And this one has to have been the funniest announcement in the Game Awards, uh, but it was No Man's Sky. <laughs> that guy was in the middle of drinking his soda and was just like, you could see the sheer surprise on his face. I mean, he beat out Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Destiny 2, and Apex Legends. The look and the little bit of speech that he gave was just hilarious. You could see he was completely unprepared and did not oh, yeah. even realize this was going to happen to him. That was probably the most genuine uh, response of the night. It was it's just outside of the uh, outside of the uh, the uh, the other group, the other indie developer we talked about. Oh, for among us, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was real nice to see again, like Russ was saying earlier, to watch this little indie dude just you know conquer the you know these multi billion dollar companies. I love that. Yeah, it was almost like he was like, uh, no, I, have no chance, I have no chance of winning this, so he, I'm not even prepared. Yeah, he didn't even have a, repeat, a speech prepared or nothing. He was just like, huh? And he was like, what? Uh, I won? He I should have put on pants. Chair, drinking his soda when they called his name. He's like, they just showed, they just told me to show up at this time, and I was here, and then next thing <laughs> exactly. you know, I had to speak in the person. meeting. Yeah, that's probably the most right? cursing I've seen in the, in the game. Yep. But I mean, No Man's Sky has, you know, it's turned itself around. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. it's it's done it's a, a 180 from what it was when it released. You know, it released and it it was good when it released, but it was released with a lot of the things that they promised not there, and they delivered on those promises and expanded on that. Now, I mean, they've brought in a whole bunch of new stuff. They they you know they brought all the promises they said they were going to, and they've expanded on that. And so yeah, I mean good on it you know that's it's a fun game we've all played it and we've all played it together and it, it's a it's a fun game to play so so the next was games for an impact and this is one that it's like a for a thought-provoking game or pro social meeting or message type game and the winner was tell me why and i will i will agree with it in this list i mean i've played i've played spirit fair which it beat out uh i have not played kentucky route zero but i i've heard that one's good if found and through the darkest of times so tell me why we've all played it we've reviewed it uh, I thought it was a good game. Um, you know, it had a message that it was delivering, and you know, it was a good game. We all, I think, we all came away with a positive review on that one. Yeah, my only complaint was it was a little too CW TV show, you know. But the overall game that's itself, the, that's the point. It became of the very of the interesting. Topic, well, I mean, that's <laughs> the point of it, though. It's a it's a game that has a a thought provoking. It's a thought provoking game, or has a social, a meaning pro social message, or something, a meaningful mm. pro social message. So. And that's that's what when you consider the CW, there are shows with a lesson. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like the old days when we used to watch like you know Full House and stuff. They all that you know who's the boss and everything. They always had a message at the end, right? Or or GI yeah. Joe at the end. Or GI Joe, right? So I mean, Don't yeah. Do drugs. Tell me why it was no. I think it was a great game. You know, it started off a little slow at the beginning, like in our review, like we said in our review. But I think in the end, it 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 came full circle, and it was it, it was a lot of fun to play, and and I'm glad that's one that we reviewed. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the best thing about us doing what we do is we're playing more varietyed games that we wouldn't typically play, and it's it's been a great experience with that. Right. So next we'll move on to probably another controversy catalog category for us, which was best performance. And Laura Bailey beat, won this one as Abby. And I'm a little bit disappointed that she beat out Ashley Johnson as Ellie and also um, Dasaku as uh, Jin Sakai and Ghost of Tsushima. 
I honestly thought those two were better than Laura Bailey. I thought Laura Bailey's performance was way over the top and too much, but that's just my opinion on that one. Um, the other play, the other people was Logan Cunningham as in Hades, as Hades, and then uh, Jeter as Miles Morales, uh, not G Jeter. I didn't play it, so I can't I can't comment on his performance. Yeah, which, you know, so I can't really comment on that one. But in my opinion, uh, Jin Sakai and Ghost of Tsushima was awesome. I mean, his his feeling was conveyed through the acting, and the same thing with Ashley Johnson as Ellie. I mean, yeah. it got to the point a little bit too much towards the end, but Laura Bailey was just too much from the word get go. I don't, I don't agree with that one, but that's just my opinion, and yeah. I wasn't on the voting and, board. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a, really a knock on her. It's, no, you know, she's she was doing what she had to do. I mean, that was part of the script. That was part of the story. Uh, I mean, she she did a, a fine job, but you're right. It was just there was much too much at times. Um, but yeah. I would agree with the, uh, I can't pronounce his name, the guy who did Jin Sakai. Uh, I think he probably should have had it, uh, followed up by Ashley Johnson. Cause Ashley Johnson was phenomenal in the first one and she was just as good in the second. Cool. I mean, yeah, within this, this category here, you know, they're all pretty good people. They're, 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 they're good actors. These are quality voice overs. I, I think just because of our love for Ghost, I think that's where I lean towards that. Not to take anything away from the ladies at all. They did a great job. Um, and, you know, Last of Us has always been a very good cinematic type of thing. But Ghost was just a different game, a different variation of, of a story that maybe we have seen before, but we've also seen Last of Us before. So, you know, this is a tough one to comment on because I'm selfish in the fact that I like Ghost so much. Yeah, we all agree with you there, buddy. <laughs> so we're getting into a little bit more of some of the ones that we're not going to agree with them. So, like, Best Audio Design, Last of Us Part Two, Beat Out, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, and Resident Evil 3. And I don't get this one. It's recognized as the best in-game audio and sound design. And I don't know, but... I cannot imagine – I can't think of a single thing in The Last of Us Part Two that just kind of like with audio that just like made me go, wow. But I remember playing Ghost of Tsushima and even the audio through the controller when you do the swipe so the wind guides you, the wind coming – yeah, the wind coming <laughs> through the controller and guiding you. And you can you can literally almost feel the wind blowing at your back looking at the screen and hearing the controller and the sounds. I don't know. To, if, to me, that's not best audio design. I don't know what is, you know, it's recognizing best in-game audio and sound design. Ghost used sound way better than Last of Us Part 2 used sound, in my opinion. Uh, uh, by you know, far. It's Last of Us 2. It's zombies and people shooting people, attacking people. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they did in the sound world that was just so amazing, um, you know, that beat out these other games. I mean, like Doom Eternal had an amazing soundtrack, great soundtrack. You know, um, Ghost of Tsushima used get, used sound and audio in an awesome. And I can't even get the words out to the way that I felt that the audio was used in this game. But there's just something about the audio, the arrows, the, all this kind of stuff that just they did audio very well. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I I can't you know like 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 we've said before, we can't really speak for Half Life Alex, but I think of the two. 
for best audio design would go towards either Ghost of Tsushima or Doom Eternal. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, like you said, with all the audio stuff and, and everything that was used in that. And then Doom Eternal's got, like, one of the best just hard-hitting soundtracks and audio cues and stuff in that game. Like, you know, and that that's the way the game is meant to be uh developed is that you know you want to hear all that audio in in doom because it's it's mm-hmm. supposed to be gory and you know kind of out there and outrageous and so they really amp up the audio in it and plus the soundtrack the soundtrack's great in doom and in doom eternal and yeah i don't know why last i mean again last of us two it, it's the same audio that we experienced in the first one so there's not really anything revolutionary that I saw in this one that we didn't, you know, if this was The Last of Us 1, I would say the clickers and stuff, and great. But, you know, we've already experienced that. So, cool. They they reuse the same sounds that we experienced in the first <laughs> Last of Us. Awesome. Yeah, it's... There's so many undeserving awards going to Last of Us right now. Uh, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more about, uh, about uh, Ghost... Completely being better audio-wise. They probably it's suffer from just, the same thing we do. We have too many Ghost fanboys on our side, and they have too many Last of Us fanboys on their side. There's that's no, a good there's no even There's no even balance out. The four of us are just hardcore Ghost fans. I mean, and yeah. I liked The Last of Us too. I, I don't think it was a horrible or re, I don't think it was a horrible game, but it was an okay game. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. It was somewhere between okay and 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 good you know it was it was you know up there it wasn't as good as goes so that one i don't know i think we're i don't know russ how you feel about that one this particular one here with the audio this is what i was trying to think i was listening to you guys thinking i was trying to i was trying to make sure i word this correctly is it that we're fanboys of ghost or is it that we are we are so happy to see a different developer a different game that worked all the re- all everything that we wanted we wanted an open world we wanted side quests that matters we wanted beautiful imagery we wanted to slice people's heads off like all those things within that and not only that but have a story behind it whereas last of us 2 has a great story and it, and I know I'm kind of going off of the deep end here because it's best audio, but like when we talk about that, every little bit of everything, like the sounds from the leaves coming off the trees, like well, you want to talk about all the hack and slash stuff. What about that scene when he goes and and he has to, you, and you're deciding whether or not that you're going to kill uh, Lord Shumara? Um, you know, like you're sitting there and you're like, well, do we kill him or not? You know, you can hear the leaves in that. Come yeah. on now. How good of audio is that? How much better do you have to get? Yeah, the whole fight scene under the Japanese maple tree. Yeah. With the leaves oh, rustling when you're swinging the swords and the swords going through the, the, the leaves, yeah. Audio has to immerse you into a game. You know, that's what makes best audio design. So exactly like what Russ was saying, you know, Ghost of Tsushima immerses you in that moment, in those experiences with the audio design. Whereas Last of Us 2, I, I can't think of an audio cue that just, like, had me so intense, right? Not that the gameplay didn't, it, but when thinking of audio, I, 
just you know nothing comes to mind in in last of us 2 where i'm like oh man if the audio wasn't great here i wouldn't have gotten that experience whereas ghost of tsushima there's several instances of of that just Um, the just in ghost alone i'm sorry for cutting but like to think about that how many times did we do a standoff how many times did you do a standoff going into a quest or going into whatever you do a standoff and it's like you've never done a standoff before every time you do it. Now, admittingly, as you get really, really gone far in the game, you start to get your 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 timing down and everything like that. But like I'm like, I'm ready. I've got that freaking triangle button mashed to, you know, the other side of the world waiting to hear the the not only the click. To, <laughs> not only to see it, but also to visually hear it. And every the timing, if the timing is off on any of that sound or anything, then us as the gamer are going to get are going to get punished. Well, it doesn't do that, and it comes out every time. And, you know, I mean, shoot, what was it the first time I think we played? The, the, I told you all the first time we played, and I played in the Killed the Warlord the very first off, and it was when you got ghost form. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had goosebumps from <laughs> the back of my neck to my spine because of the sound of hearing that guy's head slice off. I was like, oh! I mean, I mouth dropped the whole nine yards. So I just... It is hard. I'm trying to keep cool because we want to keep the level head when we're talking about all these words, but it's so hard when Last of Us 2, it's mostly it's mostly dialogue. Yes, the gunshots and everything sound realistic, but come on now. How many games do realistic gunshots? Let's move on here. But anyway, I'll stop here. Sorry about that, Nick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, best audio You're design, fine. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, easily. Yeah. So... So best score in music was the next one, and I will say that I'm pretty much in agreement with this one. Final Fantasy VII Remake beat out all of its competitors. Um, I don't, I didn't play Hades, so I can't tell you the score on that one, uh, if how good that one was compared to it. But I played Ori, I played Last of Us Part Two, and I don't remember the music in Last of Us Part Two as a score, so I can't, I don't think that one was very memorable. And and then Doom Eternal, that's a toss-up between me. Final Fantasy VII Remake and Doom Eternal on score is a toss-up for me, but. I'm good. I'm good enough seeing that win because I could still hear um, Barrett every time you win a battle sing the, uh, the Final <laughs> Fantasy theme. So yeah, I I would hate to say it, but I I would give it to Doom. Um, I think Doom's just everything about Doom was so fantastic over the top, and that's right there with the music. Uh, it's just to me that was. That's a no-brainer. I would throw it. I would throw definitely Doom at uh, number one. Final Fantasy right below it. Yeah, I would have to agree with Patrick. I'd throw Final Fantasy right in, in number one as the winner, and it did win. Um, I throw you under the bus. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean that music is nostalgic, you know, in one sense. But you know, when I think of Final Fantasy in general, uh, One Winged Angel comes to my mind as far as music. Um, and of course that, you know, that music track is in the Final Fantasy VII remake because of Sethroth and, you know, I, that, that, that audio score is always something that always comes, pops into my head and the victory fanfare, you know, all that stuff, you know, the battle music, it's all very nostalgic and stuff I remember. So they redid it and the orchestral score and it, sounds fantastic and yeah uh, and doom eternal would be my second uh, right behind it because i love the yep. music and 
Well, I respect you guys. You're both wrong. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Russ? I just say, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the the sound and stuff like that, I mean, the the music, I should say, and the score, um, I I didn't get it. I didn't play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know that's sacrilegious, everybody. Please forgive me. Um, And I played just a little bit of Doom Eternal. Um, You know, or that one's really nice. I mean, that's beautiful music. It's a beautiful game. But the nostalgia probably and and the orchestral uh, portion of all Final Fantasy, I mean, pretty much I'll I'll be like, yeah, you're right, probably, because Final Fantasy, I I can't think of any soundtrack that is bad. Cool. So then the next one was Best Art Direction, and that one was the winner. Winner of that was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it beat out Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, or I and the Will of the Wisps from The Last of Us Part Two. I will, I will, I would agree with that one. Uh, art in that one was beautiful. I mean, the whole we just talked about the whole scene under the Japanese maple tree. I just can't get yeah. that imagery out of my head when you're fighting. Um, and then I would probably put Ori right behind there because Ori and the Will of the Wisps was a gorgeous game. Oh, oh God, it's just beautiful to look at. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's no argument there. I don't think any of us could argue against that one. Right. Yeah. Maybe I, I would, I, no, I would agree with Patrick. <laughs> I mean, I think Ghost of Shima and Ori right behind it. I mean, Ori's a absolutely gorgeous game. I mean, as far as like if it was best beautiful looking game, <laughs> Ori would probably win in that aspect because it's just right. it's, it's just an ama- the backdrops and everything are just amazing looking. Uh, but Ghost of Shima has some really awesome areas with the fall with leaves falling and the big uh uh the grass fields and everything and with the wind blowing through it, it was an absolutely beautiful game so yeah right the opening and, scene where you're on the horse and you're going through the 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 white flowers or the blue flowers whatever you want to call them there um i mean oh, just, yeah, when it first opens up into the big field <laughs> oh, i mean the blossoms yeah yeah, but anyway, we, we, I won't go off on a tangent this, this round. <laughs> All right, and we're on to best narrative. And the game that won that one was Last of Us Part II. Uh, it beat out 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Haiti, and Hades. Um, I don't know on this one. I didn't play 13 Sentinels, so I can't really speak to that one or Hades, so I don't know the narrative on those. But the Final Fantasy narrative, I mean... That game has got a lot of it, and it's a great narrative. Um, the narrative in Ghost of Tsushima was good, but I would say all the other things in Ghost of Tsushima were way better than the narrative. The story was compelling. I will agree. The story was compelling. I remember the story. I can recite the story. But Final Fantasy had the narrative down, in my opinion. The Last of Us 2, the narrative felt backwards to me. It felt like the game played out backwards, so I don't think that should have won, in my opinion. The narrative seemed backwards. Yeah, I would agree. I think that I, I don't think Last of Us Two. I mean, yeah, exactly what you said. I think the narrative was backwards. I mean, it, I think it, you know, it, the storytelling and stuff. It it seemed it, it needed to be flip flopped or something. Um, it just didn't seem right playing as Abby during the second half. Ghost of Tsushima is a great story, great game. So is Final Fantasy. I love the story in that. I wish it was more complete, but. You know, this is just part one of it, which is still a great story in part one. Um, so this is really, and I haven't played 13 Sentinels. Um, I have it, kind of. <laughs> it's under the Christmas tree, but uh, I already know that because <laughs> Vivian bought it for me. 
But uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, so I'll figure that one out during Christmas time. But anyway, yeah, the, the and Hades, Hades is, you know, the narrative is okay, but I, I definitely wouldn't stuck it in there as far as narrative. I think the gameplay and the dungeon crawling is a lot better than the narrative in that game. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Last of Us 2, the story was good for the first half, and then it just drop the ball right in the middle and, and, and towards the end. And, and yeah, don't get me started on the story of that game. Cause <laughs> I, you're going to hear me be angry about it. But uh, if I, if I were to guess of one being the best narrative for me personally, <sighs> ooh, um, I, I would say it's ghost of Tsushima for me on that one. Uh, I was about to divorce you, but very good choice. Uh, ghost to me was, was far better narrative than any of the others on the list that I have played. Uh, Final Fantasy was just filler. Um, it had of the, of the story that was there of the actual story was good. It was very good, but there was Chase, too much filler going along with it. Stop browbeating the game because you don't like the B scene. Okay, the B scene was like my favorite scene. He doesn't like the B side. <laughs> He didn't like Cloud's B side. He didn't like the honeybee. <laughs> but no, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, to me, far and away, was uh, the better story out of any of those. Cool. Russ, you on the same page as that? Pretty much. But I do want to add this I don't want somebody to be rewarded for trying to do something so different and so new with a storied franchise and ruin the story for a majority of their audience. Cause we're not the only people out there that are actually annoyed with it, but there are those that love it or hate it pretty much. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's people of all aspects. We just happen to be four people who, who don't enjoy it as much as we do other games. Cause I'm not, it's not in my hate list and it's not in my, you know, it's not in my, I don't like this game. You know, I don't want, I don't, I wish I didn't play a game or I would not play it. You know, it's not in that list for me. I just, I, I mean, I know we're ghost fanboys, but guys, I mean, we this is a samurai that became a ninja, basically. I mean, and an assassin. You, you know, <laughs> a, yeah, a ninja assassin, and like, like for those that don't know, that is a pretty big deal in that world. And then not only that, but like just the betrayal, uh, a part of it too. I mean, I know the betrayal can be old, but it, it just, it felt new to me a little bit. Maybe it was because it was. A, a, po- a polished game. I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm not going to argue with whatever they chose. I'm just going to say Last of Us 2 could have done more because I got to hear about it afterwards. But anyway. <laughs> right. It could. I agree. I, I think if I think Last of Us 2 would have been a much better game if they would have rearranged the storytelling because uh, yeah. it just it, the second half of the game just made me not want to play the game. So, you know, we've talked about that before. If they would have interwoven the two stories together where you played one and the other and just kind of back and forth them to the end, that would have been better. If we had played Abby first and then Ellie second, it would have been much better as well. But we already hated Abby by the second half of the game, and I didn't want to play anything with her. So, <laughs> so, uh, so cool. So best narrative, yeah, we're a little bit off. I mean, most of you guys are ghosts. I, I think the Final Fantasy VII narrative was better, but that's just my opinion. And probably because it was new to me. I didn't play the original. So the remake to me was new. And it's all new. And I was like, this is great. So um, yeah, that does make a difference. It really does. Yeah, it was all fresh and new to me. So, 
you guys already knew what happened and what happened even further because there's still more to the remake that needs to be put out. So the next one is best game direction. And, you know, this lends more into my opinion of thinking that the uh, Game Awards uh, panel of jurors or judges is uh, Last of Us fanboys because Last of Us 2 won that as well. I don't understand how they won best game direction because it's more, it's supposed to be for outstanding creative vision and innovation and game direction and design. In my opinion, Ghost of Tsushima waxed the floor on this one. I mean, there's absolutely, I mean, it's open world game. Yes. But the things that you can do in this game are not the same thing you can do in other games. I mean, I just, and then, then when they add on the legend stuff and the multiplayer with this, it's just, it's a well-rounded game. So uh, Last of Us 2 beat out Half-Life Alex, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy VII Remake for game best game direction. Um, you know, I don't I don't see how Final Fantasy had a little bit of a leg to stand on here because they're remaking an already told story. So, you know, I mean, the game, the vision of the game, I guess, was that they changed change the visual the visuals and graphics around a little bit. Uh, I did not get to play Half-Life Alex, or else I might change my opinion if I got to play that. So, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, it's the same thing I said with the uh, the last one, you know, with the narrative. Um, and, and yeah, exactly. Best game direction, you know, creative vision and innovation. Um, last of Us Part Two was pretty much the same as what we experienced in Part One, which is not bad. Part One was good, but it was as far as uh, creative vision and innovation. Yeah, you know, I didn't really see anything innovative in in Last of Us Part Two. It was pretty much the same as what we experienced in Part One, as far as what you could and couldn't do throughout the game. You know, as far as how it played and how its vision was, you know, uh, put out there. So uh, it was the same journey, but with it was just the a different same reasoning. Journey. Right, exactly. Whereas I think Ghost of Tsushima. Like Patrick said, it was a brand new, you know, experience, it was an open yeah. world game, but with a brand new experience. Exactly. One that we haven't played before. Last of Us Part 2 was just something we played before and, and get to, got to experience again. I just don't understand how a game can win basically the award of being the most gorgeous game put together, but then not be directed properly. So it's like, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. So it wins best art direction, but then it doesn't win best game direction. It just, I don't know. It, it, it blows my mind what they, why they would do that. Um, I mean, the game was, was fluid. Yeah. That, that, that was su- the, the super tight controls in, in Sushima. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, I mean, if you want to go to the, it says innovation in game direction. Okay. So, Basically, it was an open world that gave you paths to do multiple things. There's none of that in Last of Us 2. Like, you might be yeah. able to explore a small area, but it's linear. Yeah, it's pretty linear. And, and Ghost was like, I mean, I think one of the comments you said one time, and maybe even in the in the review of the game or just us sitting around BSing about it, you said... You know, I got lost on on the side quest. I thought it was a story quest for like two hours. You know, like how can a side quest feel like a story quest and not have great direction or great feel for it? I don't don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Like I said, you know, for a game, it's I think they just suffer the same thing we do. We we don't have a diverse grouping on these games. We don't have a diverse grouping opinion on these games. We. We sound like Ghost of Tsushima fanboys, and maybe we are. I mean, it was a great game, 
And it sounds, you know, so it's hard for us to picture Last of Us 2 winning all these awards. And they probably have the opposite effect. They have, they're all a bunch of Last of Us 2 fanboys, um, and they just can't see, you know, outside of that because they're just like, oh, yeah, it's the greatest game ever made, you know, whatever. And that's why it's opinions. It's always opinions, but I don't like that they don't do, um, you know, I, we'll get into that after the, towards the end of this because we're at, the, like, the last category. So we'll do Game of the Year. So Game of the Year should be no surprise after everything you've heard on this list. It was Last of Us 2. It beat out Animal Crossing New Horizons. Figured it would do that. It beat out Hades, of course. It beat out Doom Eternal, okay? It beat out Final Fantasy VII Remake. And most of all, it beat out Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I will say that this is completely opposite than what was done on the People's Choice Award for the Game Awards. People's Choice Award was Ghost yep. of Tsushima by uh, 14%. It, it, it had 14% more votes than The Last of Us 2 did. And even on the Metacritic sites and all that, Ghost of Tsushima outranks uh, by players, Last of Us 2, but critics give Last of Us 2 give more accolades than they do Ghost of Tsushima. So it's one of those things where the critics are out of touch with the reality of the gaming world and what gamers like um, in this aspect, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, it'd be out Ghost of Tsushima for Game of the Year, uh, but the people's choice for Game of the Year was Ghost of Tsushima. So, you know, take it at what you will. Um, what do you guys think of that last category, Game of the Year? All right, I'll go first just because I'm just ticked off by it. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 should not have got 90% of the awards it got, plain and simple. Ghost of Tsushima on the list, easily, in my opinion, and uh, apparently a lot more people's opinions, was much better game overall. The Last of Us Part 2... There was a lot of nostalgia around it because the original was so fantastic. I mean, I played through it, PS3, PS4. I'd probably play through the original again on the PS5 if, you know, the PS5 actually existed. The, uh, the last of us part two was just, I, I went through, like I told you guys earlier, I went through and I looked at and listened to some of the reviews on it. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? There's no way these reviews are accurate. I honestly, and and it's not to disparage anybody, but uh, I honestly think the reviews were uh, pushed towards those directions uh, instead of genuinely being reviewed. Uh, I don't feel that game got uh, deserves half the praise it got. Like you guys said, the the, the story was should have been flipped. Uh, you know, the back half should have been up front. That would have made the game probably a lot better uh, because by the time you get to the second half, you hate Abby's character so much. Like you said, but I'm, I'm, done. I'm just done with her. I don't want to play with her. Um, the, the graphics of the game are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. But we've seen almost all of those sceneries before. So really not a big deal. Uh, really not. Ghost of Tsushima was unique, it was new, it was different. And, and out of all the games on the list, uh, Ghost should have been lower to the bottom, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Ghost should have had it easily, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, that's that's my opinion. Um, I'm still pretty ticked off that uh, Last of Us got all the awards and accolades that it did. I don't think it's right. I think there's some BS, especially when the people's choice chose different. Russ, what do you think before I start cursing? <laughs> well, 
I mean, I'm not going to say much more. I mean, really, this whole podcast has been kind of going towards that direction. And so I was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to say much. I was hoping Drunken Nick would come out. That is fantastic <laughs> when that comes out and, and we hear the anger um, that there is in this pick for that. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, if if he if he makes his return or not, um, hey, when it comes down to it, um, fanboys or not, um, you know, Last of Us was picked, Ghost of Tsushima was not. I'm disappointed in in this game awards, but I know for me, I am going to put every if if let's say there was a DLC that came out for Last of Us two, uh, I would not buy it. Uh, Ghost can. Probably for the next two or three years, bring anything. Any they could bring out, Kitty Land of Ghosts, and I would buy it probably. You know, like I would probably buy anything there is for that. So, just letting Sucker Punch know you got my money. Keep throwing stuff out, and I'll keep giving it to you like this level, and and just keep up the great work. So, that's all I'm gonna say about it. Spoken like a true fanboy, Russ, and and <laughs> yeah, to get the drunken Nick, it's hard to poke that bear. Nick is like yeah. the most even-keeled person I've ever met in my life. And to see him get that worked out was pretty entertaining. <laughs> All right, Nick, fire away. I'm surprised that Last of Us 2, well, kind of am and kind of not. I kind of expected Last of Us 2 to get Game of the Year just because that's how things go. I don't think it deserved it. I think Ghost of Tsushima was a much better game. And... Last of Us 2, you know, like Russ said, you know, Last of Us, for Last of Us 2, you know, I played through it, I beat it, and that's all I want to play of it. I, I don't have a inkling to ever play it again. I don't want to ever put it back in the PlayStation. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, you know, after playing through the story, they, you know, they have New Game Plus, which I probably won't, which I more than likely won't play through again. But like Russ said, you know, they came out with Legends, the multiplayer expansion, that was awesome. If they came out with their DLC to expand the story and stuff, I would probably pick it up and play through it because I enjoyed that game just a lot more. Like Last of Us 2, it, it just didn't do it for me. Uh, you know, I love Last of Us 1, and I think we all do. I think we all really enjoyed the first one. And this one was just, you know, through this game, through Last of Us 2, the first half as you play through Ellie was great. But once you started playing as Abby, they just didn't do a good job with that. You know, and it wasn't just that, oh, I hate Abby type thing and, you know, whatever. It was that they didn't do a good job of building that character and building that relationship with between the player and Abby. Uh, once you start playing as Abby, you don't like Abby. You don't care about Abby. You don't care about what she's going through and the struggles. Like, you could care less about that. It's because they... they the beginning of the game makes you hate her so much, but by the time you get to play her, you just don't care. So I found that the second part of the game for me was, I'm just trying to get through it to finish the game. And that was it. Yeah, I think, again, I think this game, you know, falls behind in that. And that's where that game, best game direction and things like that go. I, think, I don't think it was the best direction, right? I don't think this was the greatest innovation or the best direction for this game. This game's story should have went a completely different way, um, you know, either by flip-flopping it where you play as Abby first and then go through hers and kind of learn that aspect 
of of her the relationship between her and Joel and how all that stuff works out or maybe just a, an alternative story where you start out as Abby again and her band of people where they're just nomads they're not a part of any sort of uh, foundation or anything like that and they're just you know they learn about the city where Joel and them live and you know that kind of all plays out where they're trying to make it to the city that would have been more engaging, I think. And you would have really grown to like Abby, even if Abby, even if they've left in the part where, you know, spoiler alert, where Abby kills Joel, uh, even if they left that part in there and that whole revenge story towards the second half, I think that would have been fine. But the fact that you start out as Ellie and then you, you know, you grow to hate Abby and then you, they make you play her. You're just like, I don't want to play this person. And that's where the, the story and the game really just falls to the wayside for me. Because uh, once it got to that point, and that's halfway through the game, once it got to that point, I, I just didn't care to play anymore. Like, I, it was just really just kind of getting through the, all right, let's just fast forward through this and, and finish this up. Because yeah. at that point, I didn't care to play it. So, yeah, I don't think it deserved Game of the Year. I think Ghost of Tsushima should have got Game of the Year or... Really, you know, for me, anything else on that list should have got a game of the year besides that game. So, yeah, you know, it, whether you agree with it or not, it's, you know, it is what it is. The game awards are not voted on by the people. I mean, we know that. I think they take like a 10% chunk of the people's votes on some things, but they are basically a jury of like uh, leading media and influencer outlets. So I don't, I don't know if I agree with this or not. You know, I don't actually agree with this because, I mean, I don't know. I, I think a lot of times critics are out of touch with gamers uh, because either they're not gamers themselves or they're playing games because their job tells them to. They're not playing it for fun. You know, like we play games for fun. I, I don't – if I don't find a game fun, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to go on to the next thing because my time is – I'm not getting paid to review games. Or I'm not getting paid to talk about games. I, we talk about games because we love playing them and we play them. Um you know, so my time to play games is precious, and it's my time outside of my actual job that I have to do. So I'm not going to play something that I just don't find fun. So, you know, whatever whatever you agree with or not, but yeah, the game awards, in my opinion, are a little bit. It, they shouldn't be as weighed heavily by influencers and all that stuff because I'm. Who cares? You're there, one person, or they're a group of people that have their opinion, but you should be picking the gamers who say, I think this is a great game. Gamers are the one who buys the game play, uh, to basically keep the studios afloat. So if gamers say, why would a group of gamers say that uh, a game is better than a group of um, journalists? What's the, what's the difference here? Why is there a big, why is there a huge discrepancy here uh, amongst gamers? Because if you look at, if you look at a lot of the game gamer specific reviews, they are opposite of what uh, journalist reviews are for this game. So I don't get it um, why there's such a discrepancy here. So it, either they're getting paid for reviews, like somebody has said before, or you know they're just who knows who knows what it is. But so I mean that's probably the fault, the uh, negativity on the game awards. I mean there is the good side of the game awards, which we'll get into next. But does anybody else want to talk about anything about the game awards before we move on to the Next category for the Game Awards? There's a Tsushima Got Robbed. That's it. That's the hashtag. Tsushima Got Robbed. Tsushima Got Robbed. Right. Justice for Jen. 
<laughs> and now, you know, the thing that sucks, too, the last thing I'll say before we move on, is now Last of Us 2 will get to put that Game of the Year sticker on the front of their box yeah. when they release it. Right. I resell that turd. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that a Tommy boy? It's like, I can put a guarantee on a box. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a box to put a guarantee on it. I could put a warranty on her and stick my head up a bull's butt or something. Yeah, he's like, I guarantee I could put that on a box. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, the game's already, the game's as out, and it is what it is. I mean, we played both of them, and, and the four of us, which is kind of weird, I will say, and the four of us are not always in agreement on a game because we all have different tastes, and it's one of those things where somebody will be in, lo- be in love with a game, and then the other one's like, it's okay. And then, you know, it's like it's like World War Three of here where everybody's arguing. But it's one of those games that all four of us have kind of fell for. And then all four of us don't have the same amount of love for uh, Last of Us 2, which is kind of rare. So, yeah. Cool. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, let's get to the uh, let's get to the premieres and then the actual video game updates that we got into. Well, I guess let's, let's let's let Russ start this one because Russ Russ doesn't speak up as much. Russ and Nick need to talk a little bit more. Russ, what was some of the premieres or basically some of the bigger announcements during the Game Awards that you were super interested in? Well, I refuse to take anything particular away from you, but I will talk about a couple. Uh, Ruin King, uh, the League of Legends story. Um, it may look a little basic, a little nervous about that, but I am very excited about that uh, as it has been mentioned before i i did play some league of legends back in the day and back in my younger years and stuff like that but for me it's it's just i i love the stories for those guys it, it's gonna be exciting to see misfortune again you know it, that's really cool that's one that i'm really really looking forward to uh, of course uh, perfect dark is an excitement one for nick uh back for blood that's all that's going to be a, a great one for us as a four player uh, co-op that's that's really exciting it's really nice to see uh we had a couple of three co-op games that looked like in here that we have possibilities of playing so that's that's kind of a, a nice thing to see for us but those two there uh the back for blood and the uh league of legends games are the two big big ones for me uh i'm going to leave a couple of the other ones i'm just going to preface this much by saying a couple of games that patrick will mention are games that I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to uh, as well. So I'm going to pass it to Nick and see if he has something to add to that. Yeah, um, you know, like Russ said, Perfect Dark, you know, it's kind of it's the initiative. You know, that studio that Microsoft kind of put together of all the top tier programmers and designers and various things from different gaming uh, areas in the gaming world have come together to make this one studio and they're making perfect dark, which is awesome. I mean, we really didn't see much in, but a kind of CG trailer, but uh, that's cool that they're making perfect dark. I'm excited for that. The last perfect dark wasn't great. (laughs) Uh, Project zero on the 360. It was actually quite bad, but hopefully I'm hoping, I mean, the first perfect dark was great. So hopefully, you know, they come out with a really cool perfect dark game. So I'm excited to see what that game turns into, you know, like Russ said, Back for Blood, that looks awesome. That's made by Turtle Rock, who made uh, Left for Dead. So, you know, it's kind of, it's pretty much Left for Dead, except for I don't think they can use the name Left for Dead anymore. I think Valve owns that name or that uh, 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 type of game or that, you know, the name and the properties for that. So that's why they came back with Back for Blood, but it's pretty much the same thing. So, 
excited for that. That would be fun to play with all of us together. Um, and again, I know I don't want to take all the thunder from everybody. The one of the ones that I really thought looked pretty cool was the Callisto Protocol. I think that's what it's called. This again was only a CG trailer, but it is made from the person that made Dead Space, and so it looks very Dead Spacey. So I'm hoping it's, it's you know sci-fi aliens or monsters or demons or whatever it was that they were uh, showcasing in the CG trailer uh, looked really cool. And, you know, again, it was just a CG trailer, but I'm excited to see what that turns into and hope it's it's, uh, you know, more in, in kin with uh, Dead Space because I love Dead Space. So hopefully <laughs> that turns out to be very Dead Spacey uh, in that sense. Another one, too, was the Evil Dead game. They did showcase an Evil Dead game. Uh looked like a four player co-op game from what I could tell. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm hoping that it looked like a kind of a top-down uh, twin-stick shooter. That's kind of look, what it looked like, um, four-player. So I'm hoping that turns out to be pretty good. You know, we we won't know for sure. I, I can't remember if that one was just a CG trailer or did they show some gameplay. I think it was just all CG, right? Yeah, it was a lot of CG. But I, yeah. call, I call Bruce Campbell. I'm playing Ash. You guys can play <laughs> other people. <laughs> oh, I'm playing the chin right. himself. <laughs> <laughs> but that looks... That looks really cool. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see what they, they come of that. It's been a long time since we've had an Evil Dead game, so it's kind of nice to see uh, a new one come out. And then um, I'll go ahead and finish mine up with, uh, oh, what do we got here? I, I won't, like I said, I won't steal the thunder away from everything. So we'll just go with the Swedish chef is coming to Overcooked. I knew you were going to do that one. <laughs> he won, didn't you know? Swedish chef uh, won. Yeah, he did. He did win. Uh, <laughs> you heard, you heard, heard, heard. <laughs> it was pretty funny to see the Swedish chef on there. And, and you know, he, he did a little thing where it looked like he won an award or he acted like he won an award. But he's just coming to Overcooked. And so that's that's cool. You know, Overcooked is a fun game. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny to see. I hope they have some, like, Centric, uh, uh, Swedish chef, like recipes and stuff, you know, like rubber chicken and everything that you can cook, uh, in that. But yeah, that's, that's really cool to see. So, uh, but that's, that's all I'll go with. And there was a lot of other premieres that happened. So, um, I don't know. Shane, what do you think? What were some of the things, some of the highlights for you? Uh, I was really excited to see the perfect dark. Um, I'm happy they're bringing it back. I'm, I'm hoping they will do a, uh, keep the, you know, the feel, the love of the original, but don't follow any of the bull from the 360 version. Um, I, but I'm really excited for that one. Uh, back for blood. As soon as I saw that, I was just, <laughs> you know, I was just so excited because we had so much fun playing that. Just, just, it's such a great, uh, concept on the Left for Deads, uh, and I'm just excited to do it again. Um, the, uh, Callisto Protocol was, like you were saying, just, I've got lots of hopes for it because, uh, that trailer really, really made me want to play this game because the creature design from it was just so, try not to say the bad word, but I'm gonna say my name's badass. It was so good. But the one that probably caught me the most was um, the uh, It Takes Two. It's a co-op game. It's the one where you're a couple, uh, 
uh, something happens and then you both wake up and you're like claymation. Um, and you had to complete all the stuff for whatever shrunk. reason. Yeah. And you're shrunk down and, um, it just looks fantastic. And it's also made by the same guys who made a way out. Uh, the, pr- the game where you and the guy go to prison, you escape and, uh, it's about revenge. Great game. If you've never played a way out, play it. It's fantastic. Uh, that one there is probably the one that, that, that got me the most excited. Uh, there were some other games that they, you know, they announced and talked about a little bit, uh, a bunch of Fortnite skins, uh, junk like that. You can play like Master Chief now, uh, think a couple of the characters from Walking Dead, uh, yippee. Uh, I really, I'm really not into it, so it's hard for me to get excited by it. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the trailer that probably, gave everybody the most holy crap moment was uh for uh Sephiroth in uh, Smash Brothers. You look up the video, it is it is great because it looked like he uh skewered Mario, which I was like, holy crap. Sephiroth uh, Mario <laughs> Exactly. Luigi was like, I've been trying for years. But uh, uh that was probably the, the trailer that that really made me go, Holy crap. Um yeah. That was a pretty cool trailer. Um, it yeah. was. Um, it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely went to a dark place for a second. But yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed a lot of what we saw as far as the announcements of the coming soon stuff. I'm really excited for several of the things we saw. Uh, probably out of all of it, the Back for Blood and the uh, It Takes Two is probably the two things I'm most excited about. Just because I'm a co-op guy, I love co-op stuff. I love good stories. A way out was a fantastic story, um, and I'm hoping it takes two will be just as good. What about you, Pat? So I was surprised, Shane, that you didn't mention your two favorite games that were out. We are OFK. I thought you might want to play that one. You know, they they performed during the Game Awards, but I thought you were wanting to play that one. <laughs> and then oh the... <laughs> no 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 never ever. And then the mean. sequel. Then the sequel to your Road to Guangdong games, Road 96 and Open Roads. I figured those would be high on your list. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when I think of fun and excitement in a video game, I think of road trips with Grandma. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they, they look interesting little storytelling games. Those would be they, like. they do look interesting, and I bet it's probably one of those will probably be a game you'll jump into and be, holy crap, this is actually really fun. Right. One of them probably will be. I, yeah, so I will say, yeah, the Back for Blood looked really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm more co-op games, the better. We, we, we all enjoy co-op. And we want to play more co-op games, but there's two games on the list that I figured you guys are saving for me because they are on my, they're in my wheelhouse. So, uh, they were basically a new Dragon Age is being announced. Yep. Uh, we don't know when it'll be out, but you know they had they basically brought out a little um, CGI trailer. There was nothing gameplay or anything like that. So it's just you know who knows when that's coming out. But Dragon Age that one got me, and then. I was really surprised that they brought in they were basically bringing back the Mass Effect series. When we saw that when we were watching the trailer I'm like that's a destroyed Mass Effect relay and and you know and going through there and I'm like there's no way. So that one is just a announcement trailer with no dates or anything like that. So I was super excited to see that cuz last I heard they were shelving the franchise. So I'm really glad to hear that they're trying to do something with that. Hopefully they make it right with fans and uh, EA keeps their fingers out of it and lets BioWare do what BioWare does uh without EA uh, breathing down their neck. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick was a little disappointed in the Evil West trailer because he was hoping it was going to be a different game, but I thought that <laughs> looked interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, there was that was a theme to the uh, to all the announcements. Is there were several zombie type, uh, you know, mashers. Um, there was that one. There was the Evil Dead. Uh, there was left the dead. Uh, the heck's the other one called again? Back for blood. Back for, back for blood. Yeah. And then there was one more, wasn't there, Russ? Because you yeah. pointed out, it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of these. Um, I mean, the what? Yeah, there was a lot. Evil Dead, and then Back for Blood. Um, what else was it? I mean, there was a there was another one. I'm trying to think about it. Was it Outlanders? Maybe a little bit. Um, maybe that was more monsters than it was. Um, but it yeah, was all kind of the same right. thing. It was all, like you said, it's all these mashers kind of games. So it's, but yeah. still though, there's quite a few games that came out. I mean, I was letting Patrick try to talk about Mass Effects, and uh, and and Dragon Age, those two big ones, uh, definitely for sure. And and I'm kind of interested to see. Um, what comes of Arc Two? I mean, is was that, you know, I mean, I'm just curious to see what comes of that. I mean, we did have some fun with Arc. Yep. And who gets to play Vin Diesel? Not it. Well, I'm wrestling for it. Yeah, he's gonna be in a Charger <laughs> driving down, driving yeah, on we, the dyno over. The, the whole time while that was going on, we were all like, "It's Turok. No, it's this. No, it's that. It's this." And then they're like, "Arc Two. And we're all like, "Arc Two. What?" Yeah, and one of you made a really terrible Paul Walker joke. (laughs) Um, Nick, I was really surprised you didn't mention the Near Replicant game. I figured that was high on your list. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they showed off Near Replicant. It comes out April, I think. Yeah, Um, I mean, we already knew about that one, but yeah, it's good to see some gameplay trailers. Yeah, they showed some gameplay of it, and yeah, I'm excited for that one, for sure. and I thought that uh, Century Age of Ashes looked pretty good. That was that. Was that that four player uh, like medieval dragon battle one? That was the yeah. dragon. Battle. Oh, that's the dragon battle one. Okay, yeah. I, it would definitely be worth a playthrough. The game that you're thinking of is that um, that game that I, Crimson Desert, oh, which I said uh, no, no, Black the, Desert. the the hood, hood oh, outlaws the, and legends. Okay, yeah. Okay, that was the one with the four player. Like you're kind of like. Uh, Wow, Robin, Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, that was right. actually one that looked kind of cool. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Russ right. is little, John. <laughs> I bet you he's going to have the best. I bet you he's going to have the best uh, skills. He'll have uh, the I'm best be... staff of all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It'll be the biggest staff. Next Friar Tuck. <laughs> but there was just, I mean, that, that thing was just chocked full of game reviews. It was so hard to keep. keep right. And they showed off a new Warhammer, too, the Dark Tide. Yep, that's right. Yeah, mm. and then uh, also they're remake. They're basically putting together like a final cut of Disco Elysium, which is supposed to be fully voiced, which would be great. Yeah, yeah. And, and even though they showed uh, they showed only PlayStation on that trailer, it is coming to Xbox as well. Awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was just so many. Um, the It Takes Two was a surprising trailer because at first I was I was writing it off like Shane said, and then I was starting to watch it more and more, and I'm like, oh. This is actually looking pretty good. And so, you know, that was interesting. Uh, the season game looks kind of cute. You know, I don't know what to think of that one yet. Endless Dungeon was yeah. was okay. But, yeah, there was just so many games in there. Uh, I'm trying to think of any of the other ones. There's Scavengers in there. Uh, just so many. There's so many. The Game Awards is, like always, just tons of trailers. Um, but the bigger ones uh, we've already mentioned that we were really, really surprised about. So... Uh, I think everybody was really 
I, I honestly, I was I was writing off the Smash Brothers one too until the Sephiroth and they started showing all the combat. And I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. So yeah, yeah the Sephiroth trailer was pretty cool. I mean, you know, just seeing him in Smash, that's that's a surprise. You know, I'm I, you know, I think maybe all of us have Smash or or some of us have Smash Brothers on Switch. And you know it's a pretty fun fighting game, but you know it's not one that I usually play the the extra characters or buy the extra character packs for. And, 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 you know, unfortunately for me, you know Zephyrus is not going to be in one I'm going to because I just don't play Smash enough uh, for that. But you know, uh, if they came out with an Ultimate Edition that just had all the characters in it or some little pack that you could buy that had all the characters in it that was pretty cheap, you know, I might pick it up to play some of the other ones like uh, uh, Zephyrus and stuff. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, you guys mentioned the Callisto Protocol. That looks like a little horror survival game. I don't know what to think about that one. Um, did you ever play Dead Space? I did not. <gasps> Go back and play it because it's still a solid game. Oh, um, it doesn't look that good, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Space was, uh, the first two were fantastic. Uh, when they brought in the co-op, it, it lost the magic that made it Dead Space. Um, but it was still a fun game, but it just didn't feel quite like Dead Space, you know, but it is a survival game. It's, I mean, it's a horror game straight up. So, right. They also talked about, um, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. I think Nick, Nick thought that one looked pretty good. I, I'm not sold on the Elite Dangerous series. I didn't, I didn't much care for the first one. That did look interesting. Which one had the, you're flying the dragon. That one was the ashes one. The, yeah, uh, that one looked really interesting. Age of Ashes, Centuries Age of Ashes. Yeah. Kind of reminds oh, me of Lair. Uh, I was, right? Yeah, I was thinking oh, and you guys, too. And you guys, I'm surprised Nick didn't mention the Ghosts and Goblins one. <gasps> oh, my God, Nick didn't. I didn't. No, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they're coming out with the Capcom Arcade Collection in February, I believe. And it's a free download. And they're remaking or reimagining. It's more like a... a Redesign, I guess. It's a new uh, one. A remaster. Yeah, it's a remake. It's yeah, is it a remake? I thought they're making a new one. I I believe it's no, an it actual like the, remake. Yeah, because the levels they showed off look like the levels from the older ones, so it didn't look like anything new. But it was redesigned like 3D because the other ones were more uh, 2D Flat aspect. 2D this was all 3D, yeah. right? Well, 3D sprites and stuff. So. I don't know if they have new levels or new things in there, but still, yeah, they're making remaking or redoing or re whatever. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Yeah, they're doing something to it, so I'm all excited for that. Right, yeah. So that was an interesting one. Um, I think that was pretty much most of what we were really, really interested in. I mean, Returnal didn't seem that interesting to me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, not really. And then a new ES. What's that? What was the one you just said called? Returnal. Returnal. I don't remember that one. You don't remember Returnal? It was kind of a weird looking. The chick had like a space helmet on, and it looked kind of space. Oh yeah, that's the one on the PlayStation Five, right? Yeah, the psychological horror, the fictional. Yeah, thing. I don't know about that. Well, let's we'll see. I'd see more of that. I mean, they did show gameplay off, but I, you know, <laughs> I think it kind of shows it, that you know, I don't even remember the tra- <laughs> the game you were talking about. Right. So. And then obviously they showed more gameplay trailer for Oddworld, the the, the Abe series, the game in the Abe series. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I like Abe's Odyssey and I like Abe games. So, you know, that one, that one, 
I mean, they they've shown gameplay a lot of that one. So really, it's just kind of for me for that game. It's just when's it coming out, right? Yeah. And then there the Nintendo Switch Monster Hunter Rise, you know, coming out for the Switch. Uh, Monster Hunter, we all enjoy on uh, Xbox. Um, but the I Rise is going to be a little bit different, designed specifically for for um, the Switch. Yeah. You know. Just because there's a huge power difference. But it, I had to say, it looked interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's going to have the co-op and everything. I mean, it uh, probably will. I mean, I think it's going to have the co-op and everything. I, it, you know, it's kind of like their other uh, Monster Hunter series. They had one that was more like anime-ish, kind of cartoonish like this one is. And I can't mm-hmm. remember what they what it was called, Monster Hunter something. Um, so it kind of reminds me of those. And those are pretty much the same as the regular Monster Hunter, except for they're more, like, cartoony. So, yeah, that looks cool. It, it sucks that it's for Switch, because we don't, I think of all of us, we don't really play Switch too much. So we all own one. <laughs> we all own one, but we don't play them too often. Right. And so, and then ESO is coming out with Gates of Oblivion uh, expansion. And then Scarlet cool. Nexus, that was the JRPG that they were showing off. Yeah, there was also the... Um... Uh, God, what's the desert, uh, gray desert, uh, crimson, crimson desert. That was crimson the one that desert, I said looks yeah. like, looks like uh black desert online. Yeah. It's made yeah. by the same people. Is it? Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's made by Pearl Abyss who makes black desert. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a PVP, you know, I think four player brawler or something like that. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's something along those aspects. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see. Right. How it out. And then I thought I don't I wasn't for sure if this one, the Thunder Tier one was a co op one, but it looked like it might be a co op one. I don't remember that one at all. You know, remember yeah. Thunder Tier? That was the top down like uh shooter. Top down shooter. Well I think we were all saying that it looked a lot like Brotherhood or uh, Band of Brothers or whatever. But yeah, it's got some co op modes and stuff in it, so that one looks like it might I think that was a PC only one too, by the way. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that one. You remember that one? I don't. Thunder Tier no, one. That one was on there, but yeah, I think that one, most people didn't remember that one because it was a PC only. And then obviously the next Medal of Honor, that was a VR only game. Everybody got excited for it until we all realized it was VR only. So yeah. probably why we all forgot to mention it. Like yeah. No. Yeah, so I mean, lots of games announced and lots of trailers for additional gameplay at Game Awards, which is mostly why we watch the Game Awards, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> I usually want to watch a condensed version of it, um, you know, because, you know, I, I don't I don't often agree with their choice of awards, which it's opinions. So, but with games, I want I mostly want to see the trailers and the new announcements and and the world premieres and stuff like that. So. Uh, watch through that quite long game awards for mostly just the trailers and announcements. And this one was a little bit more exciting with a couple of these titles than we've had uh, in the last six months, especially considering, you know, we were about, we were having two brand new consoles dropping. We were like, you know, where's the games? We were only getting little tidbits of games here and there. And, and now we've kind of crossed that abyss and we're starting to get, you know, I mean, I'm sure a couple of these games that we saw today are, are a year out or eight months out or whatever, but at least there's something to look forward to, whereas we really didn't have much, uh, or at least we weren't sure what was going on in the gaming world until, you know, a couple of these dropped. So, I mean, thankful for that, that's for sure. Right. Yep. Uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, 
the awards themselves were a disappointment, but the uh, the announcements made it, made that three hours go by a lot better. For sure. Yep. Agreed. So definitely um, that's what I watched it for this year because I was not in agreement with their award selection. But you know, mm-hmm. not not every year. This year was probably a tough year for them. There was a couple of really good games, and and some years we just don't have a lot of competition for game of the year. So it's That's a little easier than others, but this year was it was a tough battle. Um, I will give them that, but I'm not in agreement with their picks. But to each their own, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and another year where you know Sony's standalone titles are are really shining. I mean, we all know we've all said it in our own our own way that we are definitely we we love our Xbox because we love the co-op, but you know we have Playstations for the standalones. It sure would be nice uh, if if Microsoft could could kind of do that. They have a couple of really good franchises. Uh, it would be nice if they could make a comeback on some of that, make it kind of more competitive for that for that sake. Well, yeah. When you think about it, uh, four of the six games in the uh, game of the year running was exclusives, and three of them were PlayStation only exclusives: yep. Animal Crossing, New Horizons on Nintendo, and then Ghost, Final Fantasy VII. And the last of us are uh, PS PlayStation only. Yeah. So. so it was just a overall like kind of like ending thought that I had as we were talking about it all. Is like, uh, you know, I mean, thank God for their standalone titles because some they they are really really good. But you know, a- a- Xbox hopefully can can make you know can can bridge that gap a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, they've right. got a they've got a lot of new studios, a lot of great talent under their belt. Now it's time to see what they're going to do. Yep. Microsoft needs to buy a, a Japanese studio next, right? <laughs> and buy a studio. Oh, no, everybody's been rumoring the whole Sega thing. That would be interesting for Microsoft to buy Sega. I would be surprised. Me too. But I want to see them just completely, you know, dump the wallet, just go, go Square Enix. <laughs> that would be that would be such a upset to everybody if Microsoft bought Square Enix. But it would be a boom yeah. for Microsoft because then they Dang just start right. releasing everything Square Enix on Microsoft. Oh, you want Final their Fantasy? Backlog. Oh. Well, I'm talking about their backlog too, for that matter. Oh yeah. So yeah, I would, I would like. That. Yeah, I definitely want to see them acquire a good Japanese company. I would just rather start to see everything coming to everything. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, I agree. True. But you know, you gotta have. You do have to have those exclusives. One console uh, by your by your company, not you know. Paying somebody, hey, come on, just put it over here. It's like Street Fighter when we were talking about it. You know, being over uh, on Sony exclusively really hurt it. I mean, that's yep. it's sad because a game like that is not meant to be an exclusive title. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's sometimes exclusivity hurts them, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, I mean, uh, there's games like I said before. I only bought my PlayStation 4 when uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, and I bought it for that. <laughs> so then I started playing all the backlog of... Because I, I probably... I don't know. When did that come out? PlayStation had been out for two years at that point, maybe? I think it released in... The, what was it? Um, God, was that 13? Mid? No, I mean, that. no, that game came out in, like, 2017, I thought. I thought Horizon Dawn was out 2017. Oh, Horizon? Oh, yeah, that was 17, 16, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah February 28th, 2017. Boom. Boom. And then, how long had PlayStation 4 been out? Because I didn't buy one until then. 
Mm, God. The thing came out in 13, didn't it? Yes, came out in November 15, 2013. So it took that game before I bought me a PlayStation 4. And then I went back and borrowed a bunch of physical copies of PlayStation games from, like, Nick. <laughs> so I could uh, play through the catalog. And, you know, play through a bunch of stuff, you know. My PlayStation came with um, the remastered version of Last of Us. So that's what got me hooked on the Last of Us series. Yeah, which was amazing. Right. Cool. Well, any other trailers anybody else wants to bring up or anything they're excited about? Uh, uh, no, I was excited. I was excited to see uh, the variety, and um, I'm just looking forward to some new games. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, during the show, a game called Shady Part of Me released during it. Oh yeah, I, I, that watercolor graphics shadowy game. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it was, but that that did release uh, with that showing, so that is out now. So maybe that might be something to check out. Yeah, it's like a little storytelling platform puzzle game. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't yep. throw that out there. Oh, yep. and uh, Arc Two is getting a, uh, a cartoon, yep. animated series. Oh, I will yeah. check it out. And that had a lot of pretty big names in there. It had Vin Diesel. It had Vin Diesel, Gerard Butler. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Kurt Russell was in there. Or Russell Crowe, sorry. Kurt Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Crow. <laughs> Kurt yeah. Russell. Hey, he might be in there. You never know. Kurt Russell's in everything. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot <laughs> Page is in there. Uh, uh, Daniel Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna start bringing everybody in, you know. I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, just Rocky and Bullwinkle—they were gonna be there. Uh, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Richard Pryor's coming back for this one. You guys, know yeah, that one? yeah, they, they brought him back. Uh, him and uh, Jim Varney, you know, er, mm-hmm. Ernest. Yeah, Ernest. He's back. <laughs> Ernest P. Wall. He's no longer scared. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he, scary. He finished now. school. He finished the army. Now he's uh. Back in prehistoric times, <laughs> and of Go course, Paulie Shore. Yeah, well, yeah he needs Shore a job. <laughs> he needs brings back Encino Man with him, you know. Yeah, uh, Brandon Fraser. Oh, and Brandon Fraser. Encino yeah. DLC. <laughs> Brandon Fraser's been out of the limelight for a while. It's time for him to come back in an animated Arc Two game, right? <laughs> Alongside of his pal, <laughs> got to start wheezing the juice again. Let me show you how to wheeze the juice. So cool. I'm about to anybody, back and watch some other thirds. Love some of those movies. So anybody else got anything else they want to talk about for the game awards before we call this one done? Let's get uh, I want an investigation. I want an investigation to those awards. <laughs> We're calling this a, a a bad they did not win. That's not my game of the year. <laughs> That's not my game of the year awards. <laughs> That's the hashtag. Not my Where game of the year. <laughs> I didn't vote for that. Hell no. All right, guys. All right, well, we appreciate everybody listening and tuning into this episode. We hope to catch you on the next episode. Mm